and I was taking 75 every other day with 100 probe every other day along with it. And I remember my sleep got terrible and I started having like the craziest dreams, the worst night sweats, and I became super irritable and I didn't know how to manage it. And I remember just like, I remember this guy who was like being a real jerk and me like wanting to fight him. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with your best friend in the world, Dave Crossland. And myself, Scott McNally. <laughs> All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK. It helps to support our show, and you'll get some awesome supplements. Let me know if you have any questions about them. Strong Sports Nutrition, for those of you in the UK, they've got some great health stacks and a bunch of other stuff. Dave knows a bunch about them. Uh, it, it, go to supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. They've got awesome deals that change week to week. And, of course, evalbloodanalysis.com. You can go over to Cheery Dave's house. You can get your lab work done. In fact, he might even poke you with the needle. Also, thank you to everybody from Patreon. You guys are awesome. I'm about to post up a thread there to gather questions, and we're going to need questions for our next episode. So if you have questions for the show, comment below on YouTube. Plus all that stuff, it helps to boost our show in the algorithm. David, what's up? I have not missed you in the slightest. Dave missed me so much, guys. He no. he he has a hard time showing emotion. Okay, and he oh, has I difficult I can time. Show emotion towards you very easily. But. <laughs> he had, he has difficult time too accepting uh, compliments and accepting love. And you guys reached out with a lot of really nice comments, and you said a lot of nice things about Dave uh, after he broke his leg. You guys had a lot of pity for him. <laughs> And uh, and he did not know how to handle that very well. So uh, we might have to refrain with making nice comments to Dave. We do have a topic, by the way. We're going to talk about worst cycles ever. Plus, we're answering your listener questions. But Dave, how is your leg doing now? So I I get reviewed two weeks today. Um, to be honest, I think they're going to... Cut it off. Take it off. Yeah, I think that's well. I think they're going to take the pot off, and it's going to be done. Oh, I thought they're going to uh, cut the leg off. No, 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 no. It, it feels all right. It's it's my foot sore, but it's sore because it's cramped in a cast, not because there's anything mm. wrong with it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But like the 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 upper break, there's no pain there anymore. There's no pain in my ankle. Uh, it's just a big inconvenience having the, the pot on, but I have to behave as well. And I've been walking around on it a little bit, which I'm not supposed to do. Mm. Of course, you do. You you don't ever listen. You never listen. You don't know how to follow directions. It's been an ongoing theme for you, hasn't it? In life, no, I wouldn't say I don't know how to follow directions. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I, you know, I make my you just own decisions. Not to. I make my own decisions, but uh, obviously, I accept the consequences that come with that. But no, it, it feels all right, mate. To be fair, it's just getting a bit fed up with it now. Um, it's it's more of a bugger off dave freaking wanker i like that guy. that's <laughs> that's, that's better that's much better <laughs> i feel much more comfortable now yeah yes is that uh, better good good yes he spoke your language um, too no it's, it's all right mate yeah it's, it's not bad it's just more of an inconvenience now than anything um so i can't wait for these next two weeks to bugger off but yeah if you guys didn't see the previous episode uh dave broke his leg in a scuffle with two bandits that were trying to make out with all the goods at uh boots uh pharmacy and uh dave was not able to catch them but he did take a tumble along with one of the guys and uh he did save all the merchandise so thankfully Boots can continue selling all their products unfettered, which is just wonderful. Although Boots never called Dave to congratulate him on doing such a great job or even to see how his leg was doing. They just moved on and probably hoped that you didn't sue him. If you were in the U.S., that you would have sued them and you would have won, I bet. Yeah, it's, it is what it is, mate. But yes, it's been, a, it's been a pain in the ass, but it's my own stupid fault. So we move on. All right. So worst cycles. Um you know, where do we start with this? I can think of some of my own worst cycles. I've had people reach out to me and tell me what they were using, and those th some of those cycles would qualify as pretty bad cycles. Um, where do we go, though? What do you what do you what do you have to say about this topic? Well, worst cycles I, I think, ever. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, there isn't really a set cycle, is there? You know, there's not a set plan. People choose to take drugs in whatever format they do. 
Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, stuff like shitloads of aromatizing drugs with no estrogen control mm. uh, and, and then just... I think the biggest problem for a lot of people is that they, they tend to just throw drugs at problems without actually trying to find out what the problem is. Yeah. And you, you'll hear, you hear some right scary stories, you know, uh, um, you know, this was a problem or that was a problem, so I took this instead and my mate said to do this, so I did that. And it's like, this isn't even, you know, an issue. You know, stuff like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm on I'm on 200 mega test and I'm on 500 mega primo and I'm on 500 mega mass and I'm taking 25 mega aromacin every other day. But, um, I think I've got estrogen problems. Yeah, you haven't got none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Typical one, uh, a recent one was uh, I got gynol off Osterine. Well, you weren't fucking using Osterine then, were you? <laughs> huh. I wonder. That is weird, man. I have seen people get some weird side effects that you wouldn't expect, you know? And I sometimes I wonder, like, well, what's your body doing? Could his body been, have been doing anything weird, say, that caused an imbalance you know what i mean like i think i i had gotten like gynosensitivity with real low test because the estrogen ratio was yes yeah was the ratios higher, are out, you know what i mean i mean obviously osterine doesn't aromatize it doesn't even affect testosterone levels so uh, i think it does to an extent well but, it can suppress them slightly but um i mean the thing is generally speaking because your estrogen comes from testosterone yeah. though there is a lag so as your test comes down, your estrogen will be a week or two behind it before it comes down and evens out. But, I mean, that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get any long-lasting thing. But, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I've got gyno. No, it's you haven't. It's it's a bit of, it, you know, it, it's swelling from other areas or it's fat deposits or people, people do jump to conclusions very often. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, bad cycles. Yeah, the whole gyno thing, too. I yeah, I think it's important to be aware because I know sometimes you see people that are super, super paranoid about getting gyno. And it's not like you just wake up one morning and you have a set of double Ds. You know what I mean? Like you, you ignore. So yes, yes, to grow yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, you ignored an issue for a long period of time before you actually, you know, develop the gyno. You might get like signs of like gyno sensitivity, all those symptoms, and then you ignore those and you keep ignoring them. And eventually, you know, you grow a lump. Uh, but that's yeah, not going to so- happen like overnight. First comes irritation and swelling. Yeah. And then if you don't react to that, you'll start to get the formation of tissue. What you don't get is tissue, boom, from day one. So there is a process. But uh, bad cycles. Uh, Most most of them come around from a lack of understanding or, you know, a a list. I mean, a lot of it is ignorance-based. So people will do things because they hear that that's what someone else is recommending. Or, I mean, the amount of time I hear people say, "Oh, you know, I, I, I'm struggling to lose a bit of weight, so I'm going to go on test, or I'm going to go on test and mass, or I'm going to go on Anavar." And it's like, well, that ain't going to fix your problem. Your problem is, yeah, your calorie balance to your output, or you know, whatever it may be. But that isn't fixing your problem. As soon as those drugs stop. Any positive benefit you've had from them is going back out the fucking window. Yeah. And so you get us. You get a lot of that. Um, I remember. I, mean, people, I, I could tell you a couple, Dave. I I think the first time I ran Trend, it was an awful experience. Um, I I ran it at I think it was seventy five milligrams every other day back then. So years ago, do you remember this? They didn't dose it at a hundred. You know, Parabolin was seventy six, right? Seventy six, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so you you would usually end up getting Trend Ace would be dosed at seventy five, like just that's just what you saw. It was dosed at seventy five. Every brand sold it at seventy five, uh, and I was taking seventy five every other day with a hundred probe every other day along with it. And I remember my sleep got terrible, and I started having like the craziest dreams, the worst night sweats, and I became super irritable, and I didn't know how to manage it. 
And I remember just like, I remember this guy who was like being a real jerk and me like wanting to fight him, you know, and like other situations where I just had like a real short fuse. And it was that whole cycle for like eight freaking weeks. I mean, I was strong. Don't get me wrong. Like in the gym, it was incredible, but it was not worth all the crap I put myself through later. I ended up running it again. I didn't have nearly the issues. And I feel like nowadays, man, if I were to run it today, like I don't feel anything. I think that there is like a level of getting desensitized to androgens the older you get after you've used and abused them for 15 years. Well, you know what I so mean? There's there's something that they teach in, in, in alcohol management and alcohol awareness, right? And, and one of the... One of the things that they say is when you do alcohol education, they say that if you have a high tolerance to alcohol, yeah, you have a problem. Okay. Because you don't actually become tolerant to alcohol. It's impossible. Huh. But what does happen is your brain learns to compensate for the effects of alcohol. Yeah, okay. So what happens is you still get as pissed as you would have done with that level of alcohol content from five years previously. Yeah. But your brain now know what to expect. So it starts to compensate. And what they use as a way of showing this is there's what they call beer glasses. Okay. And they're glasses that affect your vision. That's when you take home an ugly girl from the bar. Right. Well, what you what you find no. is that once you've worn these glasses for about thirty minutes, your vision corrects. Oh, really? Your brain starts to compensate for the blurred images that you're getting through the glasses, and then when you take the glasses off, your vision is wrong again, and it takes time for your brain to reset again. So basically, so this- if you get really drunk, you should wait about thirty minutes before you drive. That's what you're telling me. No. So you don't develop a tolerance for alcohol. What you do is your brain adapts to be able to compensate for the effects alcohol has in the brain. And I I am a believer this is similar with drugs. The more exposure you get to the compounds that have, can have quite nasty effects, the more your body can start, or your brain can start to work around those side effects that you don't get on with very well. Not always. Not always. I mean, we all know that person that's done trying to being good, being good, being good, and then third, fourth, fifth cycle down, they've taken it and everything's just, the world's falling apart. Yeah. Uh, and they can't touch train again. So it works both ways. Um, the, the, the second scenario that we just went through is to do with an accumulation of damage. But when you get better with drug usage, it's usually that your brain is adapting to its effects. and that It's not that you develop a tolerance. Yeah, I would say there's a level of the word I would use is or the term I would use was like psychic awareness mm-hmm. of of like knowing that you have to keep it cool. And if you do get fired up, then asking yourself like, OK, is this really that bad or is this just the trend? talking you know I, I think that's the other thing as you get older as well and get more experienced like you say you learn to recognize what is drug based and what is genuinely based around whether you're angry or not angry about something or if you're overreacting to a to a certain set of stimulus yeah yeah I, yeah I, and i'll tell you what too on the other side of things i feel like when i've used androgens at a higher level i get more focused and more attentive and like i get more aggressive in a good way with like everything with work with podcasts which i guess is work with everything i do i get like more plugged in and i i'm like i'm more me almost you know what i mean like you take scott and you turn him up from normal to 12 you know what i mean you know what i'm saying jesus jesus the the thought just horrifies me i should run a cycle so you can uh, have the lovely experience of that We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. A a Um, vast majority of my cycles, I I felt generally bleh. But that was offset with the progress I was making in the gym. So as far as I was bothered, it was a satisfactory situation. But some people, it's not. The cycles you ran, though, I think you had more oil in your blood than you did blood in your blood. That was like a lot of gear. So I'm not surprised you felt like garbage. But I think a lot of people expect every cycle to make them feel amazing. And the the longer you do or the more you do, the less you get of that supercharged feeling when you're on. 
Yeah. Um, and the more it just becomes normal, and, and to some extent even can be quite mundane. Um, but yeah, a lot of people say, oh, I don't feel like I'm on. It's like, well, are you growing? Yeah. Are you getting bigger? Yeah. yeah. Are you getting stronger? Yeah. So what is there an issue with? You know, yeah. if your goal of taking these drugs is to improve your muscle mass, that's what's happening. What's the problem? Oh, well, I just like feeling like I'm on. Well, fine. You can feel like you're on, but you might not fucking grow the same. Yeah. Yeah. I had another cycle that was terrible, and that was when i so i ran test in deca it was like third cycle i think and maybe fourth and i ended up getting a lot of libido issues when i came off it, it was really hard to recover from that cycle. I, I shouldn't just say libido issues like i had a hard time recovering my test and it was those metabolites of the deca you know perpetuating for a long long time um <clears throat> So the next cycle, I was like, well, instead of using DECA, why don't I just use more test? So I ran, instead of 500 tests, 400 DECA, and I've told this story before, I ran 1,000 tests. I got those Omnidrin amps, and I bought 20 mm -hmm. of them. You know, they're like Sustanon, and from Poland, I believe, though, Omnidrins. And 250 milligrams, I took one of those every other day. And, dude, I had the worst back knee that you could possibly imagine out of that cycle. Like the yeah, worst. I mean, a lot of people relate problems to drugs, and, and though there is something in that, it's not really the drug, it's how you're managing the effects of the drugs that's creating the problem. Yep. So high DHT will cause acne, high estrogen will cause acne, an imbalance between them two will cause acne. You know, there's, there's a million processes. Yes, DECA can cause erectile problems through high prolactin, also through superseding DHN, but if you manage your cycle, you can offset a lot of these to an extent. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of cycles get blamed, or oh, that was really bad. It's like, well, no, the drugs just do what the drugs do. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they don't change what they do. It's your sensitivity or your lack of understanding that creates the problem. So that's why I find that the whole bad cycle thing, it's like, well, none of these drugs are... None of them are pretending, you know. None of them are coming up saying, "Oh, look, I'm a really nice drug. I don't do anything." And then when your back's turned, they're stabbing you in it. You know, they, you know, he's. We know what Trend does to an extent. Uh, you know, we we know what Primo does to an extent. You know the effects of these drugs. It, it's just you, sense your individual sensitivity to those effects or your management of those drugs when used in combination. And then obviously the other issue is actually getting the drug you, you want to get. Yeah, Which I think that's becoming less of a problem. Yeah. I think it's less of a problem now than it had been 10, 15 years ago. I feel like there's more, at least here in the U.S., there's more availability. That said, I don't see all the lab reports like you have being an expert witness for the court system. You've seen tons of labs in the U.K. that have shown things are way off from what they were supposed to be. Uh, yeah, the, the, the biggest culprits blends. I've yeah. never seen a Sussanon blend that's correct yet. Yeah. Um, that's, they usually have two or three tests in there, but they won't have all four, and it definitely won't be dosed as they're supposed to be dosed. Uh. Um, same with oral blends. Uh, you'll usually find something's missing, particularly with like combination fat burners. <coughs> Either liquid or oral, you'll find that one of those so-called ingredients isn't there. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, I... I Funny enough, two sets of bloods I've done this morning are both absolute fucking garbage because the gear they're on shit. Really? <laughs> so, I wouldn't say it's common, but there'll be probably I'll probably see one or two a week where someone's had a bad a, a bad batch. I talked to a bunch of guys in Australia while I was there about anabolics and the whole you know how that all works over there, and. It's, it seems like it's not as hard to get over there as it used to be. I know they have like crazy penalties on importing mm -hmm. and they they basically search everybody up and down just to get you in the country. Like I was terrified to go through customs into Australia. I'm not like a huge dude or anything, but they'll profile anybody who looks like they may have once taken an amp or two. I brought my test with me, had my script and everything. In fact, I made sure I got like a brand new bottle that I just picked up from the pharmacy. Labels nice and clean, has my name on it. But I was talking to guys who had told me that historically they have had low and underdosed products 
because mm-hmm. there hasn't been a ton of competition. And mm-hmm. now that's getting better. But one of the big problems has been that these guys would think like, oh, you know, I can handle a lot more. I'm not getting a lot of effects. So they increase the dose. Now mm-hmm. they're on what they think is a gram of test, right? But Or, or you know, a gram of trend. But realistically, they're only taking 400 milligrams, and then they mm-hmm. go on vacation to Thailand, and then they get the <laughs> they get the real thing, and then all of a sudden they have the worst side effects ever yeah. from taking what yeah. they think is the same amount. I've heard that yeah. I heard that story like three times from people over there. The amount of times, like I say, it's not super common that we see results based on a, a low dose product but it does happen and we'll say one or two a week which out of the number of tests we do is not significant okay but you'll say to those people that look it looks like what you're taking is underdosed uh, and it's like i'd recommend getting rid of that and getting a new vial and a lot of people are like oh no no i'll just increase what i'm taking well that's uh. fine but what happens when you get your next file that's properly dosed yeah and, yeah and that that is one of the problems so even though it's frustrating to get rid of anything that you've paid for um i would always recommend going for a new vial rather than trying to compensate your dosing because you just never know where you're going to be you're going to be all over the place with it yeah yeah, I would agree with that 110 By the way, when you were in Australia doing your stuffs, yeah. you didn't happen to come across a researcher called Katinka, did you? No, no, I didn't. Is that a female? Yes. It sounds like a girl's name. I never heard that it name before. Yeah, okay. she's a f- useless. <laughs> oh, Dave! Oh, fucking can't stand her. <laughs> no, I didn't meet her. I did you, meet you're, you're a lucky man. I did meet another guy named Tim, and Tim knew you. He knew who you did were. You, he, did you experience Tim Tams? Yeah, I did. I ate like two boxes oh. of them while I was there, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. They're good. They also had like really good meat pies, which is yeah, I know you guys have good meat pies there too, but like we don't get them in the U.S. Uh, but they were good, man. I had one that had eggs and like a gravy and uh, beef. Man, it was the bomb. But I did meet a researcher named Tim. We did a podcast together. He, um, like, for not for my channel, it was for somebody else's channel, this guy Gus, who's a really great powerlifting coach. He is a researcher, though, and he's studying like the social side of anabolics and he's even doing research specifically on trend now because it's it's become so popular in the mainstream but he knew who you were and it's funny because on the podcast he was referencing people who um are educators who are helping people and even getting like lab work done for them and a lot of it has been driven off of their own personal bad experiences with gear and after the podcast he mentioned you and he was like, oh, he was like, yeah, there's a guy named Dave Crossland in the UK or something like that. And I was like, I know Dave, you know, anyway, he was like, oh, I haven't met him, but he did talk to you once because he was thinking about trying to bring something like eval to Australia. So, hey, there's an opening for you, man. If you want to try to get eval over there, I it's can introduce lab, you guys. That's the problem is, is the lab side of things. That, that's oh, really? The issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we, we could potentially do it to our lab, but the... Uh, we can actually get samples out of there within 24 hours, back to hours, but there's obviously oh. a risk element there and there's a big cost element there to do it. That I quickly. bet, dude. I bet. Um, but yeah, we, we, we it is... Yeah. Well, I'm having enough problems. Well, actually, yes. I'm glad you just reminded me of something. I need a phlebotomist in Holland. Can't bloody get one. That's it, guys. Put out the word. You heard it. If you're a phlebotomist and you're in Holland... You and Dave just started business together. You can earn some pennies. No, okay. Pay your, pay your pennies for doing bloods. It'll be at Harry's gym, so um, we'll be doing a regular work there, but can't get a frigging phlebotomist for love of the money. I've got a bunch of questions here, and uh, like I said before, too, we could use a lot more questions. So for the next episode, guys, load us up, and we'll get back to normal here. Um, we'll see if we can pop through a few of these. I know you've got a busy day. I've got a busy day, too. But we had to appease the people. They had been missing you, Dave. He said, guys, I did a small cycle of 250, uh, one milli- milligram per week. I think he means 250 tests, no. one milliliter per week no. for 
eight weeks and 20 milligrams of D-ball and 300 deca, um, one milliliter per week. Okay, I had my blood done at the end of it and everything was great apart from my triglyceride and HDL uh, are high. Uh, I refused, I think he's saying statins from doctors. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a lot of interpreting here. I recently had my blood done again and there is an improvement now. I'm off in clearing, cleaning my diet. Um, it's still uh, about high and I wanted to do another cycle. Would you recommend giving them in range um, before doing a cycle again? I don't so think English really, is his first language. Re, really need numbers here, but triglycerides will be elevated if you're not fasted. So if those blood ah. tests were done non-fasted, that's why your triglycerides are high. They will also elevate with alcohol as well. So just bear that in mind. If you've consumed alcohol within three days prior to the test, they will also elevate for that. So it really depends on the numbers. Generally, LDL within people in a bodybuilding diet is usually from the fact that their main protein source is meat. Yeah. Um, so, it'd potentially look at swapping some of the meat for some fish. That's going to help bring it down. Anabolics, Anavar will increase LDL, but anabolics in general aren't too, obtru uh, too um, adultering of LDL. They more affect HDL. Okay, yeah. And he was on D-ball this last cycle. Who knows? Did he run D-ball for... Because he only ran 20 milligrams. Did he run that the whole cycle? If so, being on an oral, I could definitely see that having a greater effect on yeah. his cholesterol um, profile. The, the other thing is the high estrogen levels. He hasn't discussed his estrogen management. Obviously, mm. every compound he was using there was aromatizing to some extent. Yeah. Um, estrogen is very supportive of lipid support. So it has a positive action there. But if he was running AIs to manage the estrogen off that, then that's going to have an adulterate effect. But obviously that's, again, going to be predominantly on HDL rather than LDL. So I suspect LDL is more diet-based. Um, but it depends on the numbers. I mean, are we high at 3.5 or are we high at 6? Yeah. You know, if we're high at 3.5, I'm not going to be super concerned, particularly if HDL ratio is decent. But if we're, if we're at 6, then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to do something about that. Yeah, and I think for the future, if he wants to be careful with his cholesterol, maybe don't use orals, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, what else do we got here, Dave? We got a bunch of stuff. How about this one? Um, myostatin. Um, oh, don't bother. Myostatin mentions high, high dose of YK11. YK11 psalm, steroid backbone, so it's half steroid, half psalm. It is suppressive. Um, yeah. It's It's got some attachment that it increases or it suppresses myostatin. It doesn't do anything that's in any way outstanding and it definitely suppresses myostatin any doesn't as i say suppress myostatin any more than testosterone does itself hmm. um there is no current successful myostatin inhibitor that is commercially available there are some myostatin inhibitors in research that have been used by bodybuilders or are rumored to have been used by bodybuilders that do look to have been quite impressive However, there is not one that is clinically available or one that has passed clinical tiles. The problem is that with myostatin, current myostatin inhibitors, is that there are all sorts of different myostatins that involve all sorts of growth processes within the body. Um, and if you switch the wrong ones off, you can cause the growth of things you don't want to grow. So early experiments around myostatin inhibitors were based on harvesting antibodies from my spleens. And the issue there, or rabbit, and the issue there was that they actually switched off the myostatin that regulate organal growth. Ooh, we don't so want what that. You were, yeah, so exactly, you were getting massive enlargement of heart, liver, kidneys, lungs, all those sort of things. There is rumor that Dallas McCarver um, had messed around with myostatin, which is why his internal organ weight was so high. Hmm. I can tell um, you that I know a guy 
who is a retired athlete, not a bodybuilder, but he was one of the best. He was considered to be one of the best of all time in his field. And um, he's doing experimental myostatin that he's getting from a doctor out of the country. And uh, he's using it more for like recovery purposes and trying to repair tissue and stuff like that. I don't know how it's going for him, but... I'm, I'm sure he's paying the big bucks because he does it all. He does like all the stem cells and everything yeah. else too, you know. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I, from what I know, you wouldn't get much change out of 10k for for a genuine myostatin suppression protocol. You mean 10k, uh, like ten thousand dollars? Yes. Wow. But that is, though, that will be. <coughs> Ooh, bless me. you! My God, that bless you! That will be the next super drug when it comes to bodybuilding. Um, yeah, when I they think you figure that out. And there is um, people will say, "Well, why myostatin inhibition is big bucks for for pharma? If pharma get it right, they're on billion billion pound products." You've got to think of the whole world of muscle wastage diseases and all that sort of stuff. You know, there's a strong medical drive to come up with a successful and safe or relatively safe myostatin suppressing agent um then they have you know you can get myostatin suppressants but they are not singularly muscular only they do affect other areas um but yeah that's that's one of those big drugs that if that comes to market the pharma company that brings it is gonna be a very successful company at least for bodybuilders, right? I mean, I guess for muscle wasting, and maybe they, maybe that's where it'd be of benefit. Yeah, it's just, it's just a huge medical market for it. Um, so it will be a massive drug if it comes to market, and obviously it will will fall into the bodybuilding categories very very quickly. You probably never um, took YK11, did you? No, I took it once, but I didn't like stay on it and stick with it. I started getting acne from it, so I stopped. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's. I've had a couple of clients use it and do use it quite effectively. Do quite well with it. It's a, it's a strong sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it when it first came out, so like nobody even knew what the dosing was. It was impossible to get yet, and I knew a guy who knew a guy who, and he got it was in liquid, okay, and he got this huge bottle of it, and um, he he filled up a little bottle for me, and he was like, yeah, use like a milliliter per day. And that's what I did. And we I don't know what it was dosed at or anything. But he's like, that's what we've been doing. It's like a milliliter a day. So I tried it. And like I said, I started getting acne. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop. So I never really saw its benefits or anything either. But I've heard it's strong as hell. I haven't had any clients use it. Nor have I had any clients that have said, hey, I really want to use it. I have I had a client use it. And I would have said they'd never used anabolics. So this was their first step into that field. Yeah. And I think they had a net gain of about ten pound of quite good lean tissue. No kidding. How long was the uh, cycle? They did about ten weeks. Okay, so it's a longer run. Yeah, but they they responded very very well. But they were very 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 good in the gym. Um, okay. Their, their work ethic was excellent. So, I mean, to be honest, I think if I'd given this fucker peanuts and told him they were gear, he would have grown. <laughs> uh, I think this might have been just a comment, but let me see here. Chris, one of our regular followers on YouTube, he said, uh, HGA, HCG used to be so damn cheap. Even the generic China stuff has gone up in price. Farmer grade is around 50 bucks here in Europe. One vial, 5,000 units. Uh, granted, still not that pricey. A vial lasts a month. Um, yeah, everything is going up in price. So rent has gone up, electricity, gas, heat, taxes. He's, uh, uh, is it expensive there? He's paying over the odds. I think it's about 25 quid in the UK still. Okay. Yeah, for the generic, you can get it from Amino Asylum for, I think, 25, something like that. You 25, can 30. Get, it from in, get it from India for about five quid. Yeah? Yeah. Amino Asylum, use code THINK. If you want to go through India, that's the only problem. We have trouble with importing stuff here sometimes. Uh, in, for medications, I find India quite good. So stuff like Novadex, Tamoxifen, yeah. ACG, 
anything of that nature I find really good. Not anabolics. I wouldn't touch anabolics from India in a million years. <laughs> but the med side of it, it just they're just so slack over there. It's, it seems really easy to get and get decent quality. We just have a hard time getting it in. That's our. No, it's because you live in that stupid country that doesn't have all these weird rules about drugs and shit. So you can run around with guns all day long and do what you want with them, but you can't buy HCG. I know. What kind of free country is this, Dave? Um, What about this one here? little Trend Talk. He says, question for Dave for the next show. I heard Trend can affect your DNA, at least the DNA of the sperm you produce. I know it has long-term brain sides if abused, but this really interested me. Could you please go into some detail on this for me slash us? Right. So there's no specific research into this area. I don't think it's particularly trend in itself, but it is suggested. And I thought about this a very long time ago. Blow me on trumpet here. That anabolic use can affect DNA expression. Um, and that can affect the offspring. So you can't change your DNA, right? This is not going to happen. But epigenomics is the study of how you can affect the signal strength that your DNA passes across to offspring. Oh, yeah. Um, So we've talked about this before in brief, that uh, Dutch famines is a big one that they use as an example. Basically appeared in Holland, no fucking food. Kids that were born in that period end up being obese in later life. Uh, and basically what they discovered was that the metabolisms that were passed from the parents to the children were dialed right down. Okay. So because the parents were starving, their DNA expression for metabolism was low. So the children were born with slow metabolisms because they were born into an environment of low food. Yeah. Obviously the famines didn't last their lifetime, so as they got older, they yeah, normally... But they had these super slow metabolic m- metabolic rates, and as a re- result, they turned into fat bastards. Um, and it took uh, a generation or so for this to come out. So there's a long-standing evidence that environmental factors, drug use, other things, can affect the expression of DNA. Um, there's a study that came out a couple of weeks ago, which I've yet to read, about marijuana affecting uh, DNA expression. Really? Um, and actually affecting, yes. So I haven't read it, and I don't know to what extent or whether it's uh, DNA expression in offspring or DNA expression within the individual that's using. Okay. Um, so there's a move at the moment within all the life extension crowd and stuff like that <clears throat> to look at DNA markers and look at the strength of the signal from DNA markers um, and then now targeting supplementation is some of the, um, I don't know if you know Aaron Hudson, he's a bodybuilder from the Of UK, course I know Aaron. We hung out at, uh, remember we hung well, out when I was over there even. I've known Aaron so, for, for years now. He was at, he, Actually, he was on one of the podcasts before. So Aaron's doing a, a project at the moment, a business where they test your DNA. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then he's paired up with, I believe he's paired up with Rick at Strom. Oh. So that they can then produce supplements that will help improve where your DNA weaknesses are. Huh, okay. How real-world impacting that's going to be, I really don't have a clue. I haven't looked at it in a very long time. Um, is it going to be super beneficial? I can't see it being huge. But, you know, as someone who's got everything else on point, these tweaks may be enough in a high-performing athlete to just give them the edge that they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I think it will get super, super popular for a period of time, and then when people realize that they're spending a lot of money and not actually seeing that much of a difference, it will probably back off a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I may be wrong. It, 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 it may have huge impacts. I, I think it will have some. Sure. Uh, but I don't know how real-world impacting it will be. But, yes, there is some argument and evidence that drug use of all sorts of nature can affect our DNA expression uh, and can affect the signals that we then pass down to our children. That makes um, sense. To what extent, I think, is currently unproven. If it even happens to a point where there's a real-world impact, I think it's still unproven. I personally believe it does have a real-world impact. But um, 
I say I can't support that with any evidence. It's just my gut feeling. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's a great answer. But there's a whole market emerging now about uh, manipulation of DNA expression through supplementation and testing. Um, and, you know, there obviously will be elements of that that are beneficial and elements of that that will carry over. Like we see with all these things that move forward, you know, there'll be a balloon in interest and then it'll settle down and then there'll be, you know, that works, this doesn't work and, and it'll all settle down as to what what is practical in application. Yeah. Well, it sounds like our advertiser, Strom Sports Nutrition, is involved with this with Aaron. So if anybody wanted to reach out, uh, you know, Rick Foster, they could figure out, uh, you know, a, pro- a program, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know what stage they've got to with it. I know Aaron's doing the DNA testing. I don't know where they are, if they've got to a point where they have got supplements now in place to help or not. Okay. I'd, I'd be really interested to see the data on whether supplements were added as to how it changed. I like this comment up here too. Lucas Maybe said, uh, "Good to see you guys back." Dave is glowing. How about that? Dave's got a stonking fucking headache. All right, we got one more question here, and and I had to show you a couple pictures from my trip too. I got animals to show you. Um, hey, Dave and Scott, loving the show. Scott, I found your comment. Oh, regarding the need for high dose vitamin D while on gear, quite interesting. Is this new research discovery or something the doctor you mentioned has found in his practice? Just a comment, Scott. I was surprised to hear that you're taking 20 milligrams of melatonin and not having any issues. How long have you been doing this? Um, You're probably quite aware of this, but I've always heard sleep experts say the pineal gland only releases about 0.25 to 0.5 milligrams at the high end of melatonin at night. Um, So they often complain that five milligrams is high and that companies shouldn't be making 10 milligram dosages. A friend of mine was also taking 20 milligrams per night. And after a month, he was complaining of dizziness, lightheadedness, lethargy, uh, daytime tiredness. I suspect it might be the melatonin. So I looked up the symptoms of melatonin toxicity and the symptoms sure seemed to fit. He stopped taking it. Within two days, his symptoms subsided. So I'm a unique situation here. I'd gotten really sick a couple of years ago with the bug that uh, we really can't talk about here. And uh, now I have the long bug, um, which has definitely greatly affected my everyday life, unfortunately. And we discovered we're, we're really thinking that a lot of this has to do with mitochondria and my the cell not producing energy the way it used to and especially like certain cells like they're finding that it affects the mitochondria of the the, of cell there's cell degradation uh in the mitochondria of of tissue to the lungs specifically so they're onto something there that's where i struggle especially um but so high dose melatonin we talked about it with scott stevenson before um and this has been talked about through you know, portions of the medical community that research had shown with rats that high dose melatonin helped to extend their lives. Sure, they're rats, but I think that I may have more of the, I was just thinking that's the a life fair, expectancy um, of a rat at this point. You know, I to, think you're close enough to a rat to be to, thanks, that to be applicable. I guess I set myself up for that one. <laughs> That it may help my particular situation. I know other people have tried it. Uh, Dusty had been on 30 milligrams for a while. Uh, I heard it, Dr. Serrano talk about much higher doses than that. And then on the vitamin D, um, I found that I've been doing better. Like, I think that the 35,000 units to 40,000 units of vitamin D per day has been effective for me at helping to restore my life, basically. And I first heard about it from Eric Serrano uh, at Swiss last year. He had a patient dealing with chronic fatigue. The guy didn't want to use any kind of sunlamp, or he didn't want to use any kind of supplementation. So they're, they, he used a sunlamp regimen, okay? And the guy was religious with the thing. And he boosted his vitamin D levels up to what would be considered toxic levels. That said, all this chronic fatigue that he had dealt with long-term had vanished. He was feeling 100% now. So... Eric Serrano's thoughts were, so he's healthy other than the fact that his vitamin D level is higher than it should be, and he's feeling much better now. There's nothing else wrong with him. You know, it's not like his organs are shutting down. So, you know, let's just continue to monitor and be aware of this. But at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe it's not as toxic as we once thought it was. 
And like I said, so I worked my way up 5,000 units every two weeks until I got to about 35, 40,000 units. And that's where I pretty much stay. I just took a two week break from it, but I'm, I'm getting back on it now. So that's my, that's my spiel, Dave. Hmm. I mean, the only thing I can add, because melatonin I've got no personal experience with, is that gear does low VIT-D levels. You know, it, yep. it's part of the consumable. The creatine is another area that gear will burn through as well. So uh, it would be always advisable to have those two supplements in place when you are on anabolics. Yeah, vitamin D is one of the few things that I will suggest to every steroid user's plan when I work with them. You know, even if they're already in range, I always feel like we can at least use it as a supplement too. Look at this spider, Dave. Is that a huntsman? I don't know. I never looked it up. I haven't looked it up yet. But that thing was about seven inches wide. Yeah, they apparently they can get really big. Yeah, it was a freaking crazy spider, man. It was They're outside of her. as well, aren't they? I don't know, man, but I didn't touch it to find out. That's all I know. Oh. It was incredible. A, a friend of mine uh, was traveling in a car, and they lowered the... I don't know if they lowered the sun visor. Did any something happened, and this bloody great thing, one of them fell onto their lap in the car. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, apparently it was... Um, <laughs> quite a traumatic experience for all involved <laughs> no kidding man this was outside of our little cabin that we had in the woods it was a cool little place man we had a lot of fun and uh we spent time in uh, melbourne and victoria did the conference she was at this evidence-based conference and then after that uh we we spent some time with a powerlifting coach named gus and his client sarah rainbow who's like one of the strongest women in the world and uh and then we we left to go to Brisbane and to do some stuff. And actually, it's all blending together now. No, I think we came to Brisbane and then we did the then yeah we went that's, to Brisbane and then we did the podcast and hung out with from Gus. The high melatonin. That's, I think that's so. Melatonin, yeah, dude, it was such a trip, man. Like there was so much going on that whole time. So no, it was a lot of fun, it. though. I got to hang out with Daniel, one of my clients, longtime client. Uh, he drove down and we trained together at Doherty's gym and I got to meet Tony Doherty. He was a really cool guy. We had these burgers, oh, the craziest burgers, man. They were delicious. And we went to a, um, a, what do you call it? This, this koala sanctuary and we got to see the koalas and we got to feed kangaroos. Check this video out. This is some of the koalas. They're just all over, man. All these koalas that have been rescued. And they're just now, they're sickeningly cute. I heard a story about koalas. Yeah, that they they actually they're partners. So you told me that. Yeah, let's yeah, not use that word. I don't think YouTube would like it. I'll have okay. to edit that out. So but, sex yeah. within koalas is not consensual. Um, so it's not huh. a pairing. They literally go and find a female and force themselves upon her, huh. uh, and something to do with feeding their offspring feces. What? Yeah, I don't know how true it is. But, this guy uh, is so cute, Dave. I can't imagine that ever happening. Also, look at this guy. Wait, oh, I got to save this picture elsewhere first. So I'll show you him in a moment. Here's a picture of me feeding kangaroos. Oh, God. Actually, here's, a, here's another video of the koalas. Hi, buddy. <coughs> look at that face. How could you see him doing anything but being a sweet little fella? I'm jealous. I want to be a koala. Yeah. <laughs> And then here's uh, this guy uh, reminded me a lot of you, Dave. This is uh, look at this guy here. This is a wombat. Yeah, I'll take that. No, His name I is Dave. Like. His yeah. name is Dave. Dave the wombat. I thought that was what Victoria really wanted to see at the sanctuary was the wombats, and she wanted to see them in the wild. But I guess these things are nasty buggers too. Like they. They are not friendly in in the wild at all. I have no idea. I didn't know wombats were aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're not they're not friendly. Here's uh one of the kangaroos that I got to feed. Look at that guy. He's a little kangaroo. He's an adorable guy though. He's got bigger legs than you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're so jacked, man. Look at them just sitting there. And they're like they were like a dog, man. Like you'd start scratching their necks and they'd like lean into it. They like they were really cool, man. They were a lot of fun. 
So we we did all that, and then we went to Brisbane, like I said, and we stayed at a cabin in the woods in the rainforest. And uh, they had alpacas. It was like on an alpaca farm. This old couple retired, and they, they started raising some alpacas, and they had chickens. And these parrots would like sit next to us while we were eating lunch and stuff on our porch. Uh, it was it was like an eighty dollar a night cabin, like it was super cheap to do. And there was a um, a waterfall on the uh, the back of the property, like it was it was like you couldn't ask for more, man. It was pretty awesome. Sounds lovely. It was so. Anyway, I had a good time, guys. Uh, we're back. Leave us some questions for the next show. Thank you for all your uh, thoughts and considerations for Dave. Dave, are you doing anything like a Pillars of Strength or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I started advertising. Uh, I had a couple of people interested. I just haven't had the numbers to, to put one on, to be fair. Um, so that's why there hasn't been one done. But I, I'm more than willing to start one if I can get enough interest for one. All right. Well, next episode, but- let's mention it at the beginning. All right. Um, yeah. No, I mean, usual shit, coaching space, yeah, usual crap, all open as normal. Um, yes. It's It's been a bit steady, Eddie, really. It's just a bit sort of same day, different shit at the moment. You know, so say same shit, different day. Yeah. Um, nothing really much exciting to talk about. Um, but your leg is healing. We, we need yeah, you to not fine. have adventures and stuff like that. Because we need you to recover and be healthy. Well, recover is one thing. Being healthy may be a, a challenge. <laughs> you know. We may be that boat may have sailed a little bit, but yeah, I definitely need to get back on the the cardio and and, and training again. Oh so. yeah, can you ride your bike with that cast? No, mm, that's a problem. Technically, I'm not supposed to put any load or weight through it, and I'm supposed to keep it elevated twenty four seven, which is not fucking happening. You can't work and. You know, do all that crap and manage that. So for uh, six weeks, eight weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, two months. Mm. Just do nothing, Dave. Just kick back, relax. You well, know? Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I said to us, look, just be realistic here. That ain't happening. But <laughs> it, it feels, it feels, yeah, it, it feels like it's even mended or very close to mended. So I'm expecting it to be positive when I go in two weeks. All right. Well, keep us posted, guys. Check out uh, evalbloodanalysis.com. Get your lab work done by Dave. Reach out to Dave for coaching. I'll put his Instagram below. You can reach out to him there. You can reach out to me, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about coaching as well. And, uh, of course, go to truenutrition.com and use our code. Think I just placed a big order for Victoria's Pea Protein Isolate and a new batch of our collagen, hydrolyzed beef collagen. Use code THINK there. Uh, Supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. And Strom Sports Nutrition. Apparently, you might be able to get some supplements specifically for your DNA profile. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know about that for sure. But tell Richard that we said hello. Tell him that Dave loves him and he cares about him and that I do too. Give him a kiss. Give Richard a kiss for us when you shop at Strong Sports Nutrition and tell him it was from us. For another episode of Drugs and Stuff. Oh, and thank you to our Patreons. We will see you soon. See you guys. Thanks, Dave. Hey, David. I will have you know. I have mastered the art of driving on the wrong side of the road, as you will see as I demonstrate here.